Welcome to the Impact 360 Institute podcast, where our goal is to explore biblical worldview and servant leadership to equip you for everyday influence. Here's your host, author and director of cultural engagement, Jonathan Morrow. How do we become more like Jesus in the new year? Well, welcome to the Impact 360 Institute podcast. You know, conversations in January around the new year always focus on New Year's resolutions and what we're going to start doing and what we're going to stop doing, and all of that's important. But as Christ followers, we're called to be conformed to the image of Jesus. And so what does it look like to do that? And what are some practical ways we can do that in the coming year? And before we get into that in today's podcast and talk about that a little bit, have an exciting announcement because coming up on January 27th, we are launching our brand new research in partnership with the Barna Group on Gen Z, and it's our Gen Z Volume 2 report. And so I want to encourage you to go to whoisgenz.com, and you can register for the launch experience, and you can also pre-order the report. So if you work with the next generation, if you're a teacher, a pastor, a youth leader, a parent, an educator— we encourage you to go to whoisgenz.com. You're going to want to register for this launch experience where we're going to unveil some of this data live and some application about what do we do with it, as well as tell you about how you can get your hands on this brand new Gen Z Volume 2 report. So again, that launch experience will be January 27th, and you can sign up for that at whoisgenz.com. Well, I don't know about you, but if you're like me, there's always excitement in the new year, and sometimes you can feel overwhelmed because we kind of have this idea that if change is going to happen in our lives, it's got to happen in January because that's when the new year begins. So there's some momentum around that, but then there's also some pressure because we want some things to probably be different this year than they were last year. And so if it comes to our spiritual lives, what's going to look different. So what I want to do is offer just a simple way of thinking about the process of spiritual growth. And it comes from Dallas Willard. And Dallas Willard is someone who's had a big impact on my life uh, spiritually in his books, Renovation of the Heart and the Divine Conspiracy and the Spirit of the Disciplines. We also use resources from Dallas Willard here with our students at Impact 360 to help them grow in spiritual formation and what does that look like. And there's a quote by Dallas Willard, which I think is really helpful, in which he says, the process of spiritual formation in Christ is one of progressively replacing destructive images and ideas with images and ideas that fill the mind of Jesus himself. I love the simplicity of that because in many ways it gets at the heart of the issue of replacing those destructive ideas and images which lead us away from life with God and human flourishing and replace those with truths that help lead us in the direction of life with God and the eternal kind of life now as well. And so that's the process of spiritual formation in a simple way. And one of the things that Dallas Willard talks about is a reliable pattern of change and how spiritual change happens over time. And I just want to briefly introduce you to this pattern. He calls it the VIM pattern, V-I-M, and it's the vision, intention, and means pattern. And so here it is in a nutshell with a big idea being that first we need to form a vision of who do I want to become? 
Or what do I want to see happen? Or what would a new reality look like? If I want to become a more kind person or a more loving person or a more patient person, there's a vision of that or a more joyful person who's resting in the peace and presence of God. So we need to come up with a vision of a preferred reality. So there's this idea. We need to form a picture in our mind of what we want to be the case, and it's got to be compelling. It's got to be beautiful, and I want that kind of idea. There's, there's got to be something to it. So that's the vision. So what is it that you want to see, and what will that look like when it's different? Uh, when you focus on your relationship with God, becoming more like Christ, becoming more peaceful or have greater self-control or exhibiting different aspects of the fruit of the Spirit, whatever that might be, what is a vision of who do I want to become? And second, there's the intention. And this is the part that's really important because now that I have this picture in front of me, the question is, do I actually want this? And only I can decide who I want to be in this moment. And only you can decide who you want to be. And so once you have this vision in front of you, do you really want it? And do you intend to help bring about that reality by God's grace and by the power of the Holy Spirit? So once you have a vision of something that you want to see happen, a very God-saturated vision, and an intention, you formed an intention that I want this, that I've decided that I want to change in these ways, to grow in these ways, this is who I want to become, this is the kind of person I want to be, and I really want this, then comes the means. And the means is where we decide, how do I need to live in order to become who I want to be? In other words, what way of life or what practices will make this vision a live possibility or even a reality? Now, usually in conversations about spiritual practices or spiritual disciplines, we start with the means. What, what do we need to do? But the problem with that is, is if we don't have a compelling vision and if we haven't decided or intended to do that, the first two steps, then the means, very often, they fall flat in the process. And that's where sometimes we get stuck in kind of a dry legalism or just performance-minded Christianity is if we only focus on the means. But if we have this vision and this intention, then the live question becomes, how do I need to arrange my life around certain practices which will help make this a reality? So, for example, um, let's just say you were a teenager and you were about to turn 16, but you were needing to save for a car. Well, your vision would be, okay, I want a car and all of the wonderful freedoms that go with that car. You paint this big vision, right? <laughs> and then you intend to, I really want that. I want the ability to drive around and drive to school or pick up my friends or go out and get ice cream or go get wings or barbecue or whatever else you might want to do, right? So you form an intention. Well, what are the means? Well, you got to get a job and you've got to arrange your life around working enough to pay for the car and the insurance to make that possible. But you need that compelling vision. And so many times I think we get started in our Christian life and our spiritual life when we want to grow and change and we just focus on the means and we don't keep this amazing or compelling vision of what life with God in this way might really be like. And so that can really make all the difference. And so that's just a simple pattern that Dallas Willard talks about a good bit in his writings, but especially in Renovation of the Heart, vision, intention, and means. And so in this new year, 
my encouragement to you is not necessarily to try to be spiritually heroic and do 2,000 new things. In fact, it could very much be your vision might be to do less, to not be moving as fast or saying yes to as many things and what that reality might be. Or it might be to spend more time in the Word of God and creating space for that and what it would look like to experience God's presence and hear God's voice revealed through His inerrant inspired Scripture and His Word. So whatever that is for you, I'd encourage you to think about what is a vision of what you would like to see happen? Do you really want that vision to come about in your life? And then what needs to be added or taken away or arranged in your life that will help make that vision possible? So encourage you to check out the book, Renovation of the Heart by Dallas Willard, if that's something that's interesting to you. And I want to encourage you to come up with something, though, in this new year that will help you take a step in that direction of expanding your vision for life with God and then arranging your life around what it would take to make that kind of life possible in those ways. And by God's power and His Holy Spirit, um, we know that He's always at work in us and His desire is to conform us to the image of His Son. And so that's something we can lean into in the year ahead. As always, I want to remind you about our experiences, our summer experiences, Impact 360 Propel, our one-week experience, Impact 360 Immersion, which is our two-week experience for high school students. Our application is now open for our fellows experience, which is our nine-month Christian gap year, as well as our master's experience as well. So please check out all of those options available to you, impact360.org. And don't forget, our Gen Z Volume 2 launch event will be happening on January 27th. You won't want to miss that. Sign up for that at whoisgenz.com. So take something this week and try to apply that to your life, to how to grow in that vision of life with God, intend to make it a reality, and then decide, how am I going to arrange my life around certain practices that will help make that a possibility. So that's my prayer for myself in the coming year. That's my prayer for you. And I appreciate you joining us today. For more information about our on-campus worldview and leadership experiences for students and our accessible online courses like Explore Truth and Explore the Resurrection, visit impact360.org. Impact 360 Institute. Know. Be. Live. Live.